Gang, for over a year now, I've been talking about True Hemp Science Full Spectrum CBD oils and how they've reduced my anxiety and helped me get better sleep without waking up feeling foggy and confused. I've also talked about the Full Spectrum CBD bombs that relieved my hand pain last year and made playing piano and guitar much easier. Well, gang, today I'm going to tell you about True Hemp Science organic gummies made with full spectrum hemp oil that are available now. They come in two different gauges. There are five, uh, 50 milligram ones that have 50 milligrams of CBD and 1.5 milligrams of THC. Then there are ones that are 100 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of THC. Absolutely delicious uh, lemon lime slash orange flavors and also watermelon black cherry flavors. Super, super delicious. Now, now, they also have a complete line of full-spectrum CBD products, including oils, tinctures, skincare lotions, sports rubs, chocolates, gummies, all kinds of stuff. Well, gang, How Did I Get Here has teamed up with True Hemp Science to bring you a very special offer that benefits all of us. Spend $100 or more at TrueHempScience.com and you will get a free gift. Just enter the code HDIGH at checkout. There's a little code place there for you to enter it. H-D-I-G-H and you will get a free gift with purchase. That's right. Go to TrueHempScience.com and balance your body and mind with True Hemp Science. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20 last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys have all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. It was a hot one, man. Another hot one. Man, it's just not going to stop being hot. If you live in Texas or wherever this giant bubble of heat is, it's pretty fucking oppressive and it's difficult to live in this thing. Like it's hard to get outside. It's hard to go do your thing. I, you know, Rosie and I, we go, well, I get up, you know, early, I get up at like six and, and then, uh, you know, I have my coffee and then we go out at six 30 and we just go party till like eight. You know, and then the sun comes out and it starts getting a little oppressive, man. Just constantly like this heat and this, God, it's just freaky. Like having like 104 degrees, 105 degrees. Also with a heat index of like 116. What is that? That's insane. Sorry to talk about the weather, but it's a big thing going on right now, right? Anyway, I hope you guys had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. I went to Houston with Rosie played a show uh, with Skyrocket. We played a dude's 50th birthday. His name was Danny. I know this because the dance floor said, happy 50th birthday, Danny. It was a surprise party, 
very big surprise party in a fancy hotel in a big ballroom with, uh, <laughs> man, the sound in those ballrooms, it's always difficult, man. Those sound checks are always brutal. Like they're not set up for the sound. So there's echoey sound everywhere on stage. It sounds like crap. Once there's people in there, it gets a little more tame, but the sound on stage is usually pretty rough. Um, anyway, had a good show, had a good time playing there and, uh, made it out of there really fast, kind of in record time, sweating, sweating. Houston's Houston's like so much more humid than Austin and Austin's pretty humid right now. Going back to the weather thing. So disgusting. (laughs) It's just disgusting. Like you walk outside and your glasses fog up. That's what happens when you walk outside. Anyway, um, spent Saturday with my grandma and my aunt. Just chilling out, just chilling out. Uh, my aunt made some rice and beans for dinner. I made tacos for dinner. My grandma loved them. She did. She devoured them. And then also, I blew her mind with my uh, s'mores dip. I make this s'mores dip in the air in the in my air fryer. You get like a Pyrex bowl or something. You put a little handful of uh, of marshmallows in there. You put some chocolate chips in there. I I like to use the semi sweet chocolate chips, so it's not overly sweet, you know. Anyway, you, you cook it at like 300 degrees till it's melted. And, uh, you know, you watch it the, the, till the marshmallows turn brown. That's, that's when I would stop it. And then you take uh, graham crackers and you dip it. It's like a dip, but it's s'mores dip and it's delicious. Uh, try it. My grandma loved it. She was insane for it. My aunt loved it. I left them uh, all the marshmallows and all the, all the accoutrement. All the accoutrement, if you will. Anyway, it was a nice weekend. Came home on Sunday and uh, and chilled out. Just been working on stuff. It's Monday now. I'm doing this podcast with uh, the great Stone Wheels with my dear friend Andrew Gerfers from Stone Wheels who have a brand new single out called High in the 90s. Get out there and check it out. It's a great, great song. Great song. Speaking of great songs, gang, I have a fantastic band on today. They're called Boy Named Banjo. They're from uh, Nashville. They're signed to Mercury Records Nashville. They have one record out called Circles that came out in 2021. They have a a few singles out that they put out over the last couple of years. And their latest single, What Keeps Me Going, which you'll hear in just a minute, is absolutely fantastic and available now wherever it is that you stream and download music. Now, this band is fantastic. I have the whole band on. Barton Davies, Ford Gerard, Sam McCullough, Willard Logan, and William Reams, all of them, Boy Named Banjo, on the show today. And uh, all on Zoom. It was difficult. It was like juggling conversation, but it was really worth it. These guys are fucking great. This is a great band. They signed in 2020 to Mercury Records Nashville via Zoom because we were in a pandemic and they couldn't get anywhere. So they did their record. They signed their record deal over Zoom. And uh, and they've had a really fantastic. They started in high school together in Nashville. They're Nashville-based. Uh, I pretty much born and bred in Nashville. Uh, but they're Nashville-based. They met in high school and and their ascension was pretty pretty quick they started doing stuff on their own getting out and 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 touring and do you know developing their own fan base then they got picked up by mercury records nashville then they put out this great record circles in 2021 and now they've been putting out these singles up until this new one what keeps me going there's a great video for it you can find them at boynamebanjo.com i have a really great conversation with these dudes about their career and how they got it going and how they keep it going and uh there's also they just played the grand Ole opry uh, which is a huge thing for anybody in country music, but also like somebody that's born and, and, and raised in Nashville. That's that's the pinnacle of, of the whole thing. They stood on the stage there, stood in a circle, 
like bluegrass style and did their set. There's a great, uh, there's a great story about it in people.com. I'll put a link to it in, in the text of this podcast so you can check it out because it is a really sweet story. They're uh, very family-oriented people. Their band is run kind of like a family. They're, some of them are married. Some of them are, are engaged. You see all of that in the People Magazine story. They're great people. They seem like really, really great people. Boy Named Banjo. That's the name of the band. Find them at boynamedbanjo.com. Check out their album Circles on Mercury Records Nashville. Also their latest single, which you'll hear right now, What Keeps Me Going. So without further ado, this is me, Barton, Ford, Sam, Willard, and William from Boy Named Banjo chatting it up. Let's get down. So I was really glad that we got to work this out and talk because uh, I was sent your record and uh, it took me a bit to listen to it. When I listened to it, I was really kind of blown away. I was like, whoever your A&R guy is, seems like he's stepping out of the loop of what's happening in his city a lot, which is amazing. Like amazing. Like I don't really hear... Like bands like you don't really come on from uh, Mercury Nashville. Not not, and I mean when I say Mercury Nashville, I mean Warner Brothers and and whatever. It seems like like who they they just got like, hey, let's get these guys. This this is just good. Let's do something with this. Yeah, yeah I mean, kind of went on on a limb with us in a way. Um, we're definitely doing something completely different from you know mainstream country that you hear on the radio these days. Um, but that's something, you know, we wear with a badge, like a badge of honor, I yeah. guess, in a way. Yeah. Um, and you guys are getting to, do, like, you guys are finally getting to get out and do some touring over the last, because you, they, you got, they saw you in 2019, and then you signed your record deal on Zoom. That's a story yeah, I read. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we had been touring for a couple of years before that, doing about, like, 80 to 100 shows a year. So we, we had been putting in some legwork on the front end, and then wow. record deal, and then pandemic. And so we kind of took a unintentional 24-month hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that, you know, everybody did. But in that hiatus, did you guys write and write, like... It, like with the with the album circles, which by the way is really really great. It's uh, a fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like so, when when did you record that? Man, we so, started recording that in like 2018, right? 2018, yeah, in Oscar's garage. Oh, garage wow. studio. It's not it wasn't a straight up garage. It was a a garage in a neighborhood near us. Um, uh, same producer that we've worked with the whole time, Oscar Charles. And okay. um, he had kind of converted his garage into a studio. And we um, we went in there and just kind of created circles out of that. That's amazing. So that, that record was already done. So what about like all of these singles like Heart in Motion, Heart Attack, Whiskey Dreams, and the latest one, What Keeps Me Going, which, by the way, is a great song. So that kind of um, came about... Um, I guess during the pandemic, more or less, we were getting really frustrated, just kind of standing still. 
and we just called up Oscar and we were like, man, I know you have a new studio space. Can we just come in and lay some stuff down? And uh, that kind of like was the birth of the next project that we're about to put out. Um, So we just kind of got in there and just had no agenda other than laying down what we thought was the best music we had at the time. Um, And so those are those songs, um, or at least a little sneak peek of what we what we ended up doing there. So these four singles will be on your next record that comes out. What is it? I believe so. Yeah. Later this summer or in the fall or something. Uh, we're hoping, yeah, we're hoping for kind of a sometime some keep kind of trickling music out into uh, into the fall probably. Okay. But we're still working on the on the releases. You know, it's a lot of music, so what's the best way to to do that these days? And so that's kind of the question we need to figure out in the next week or two. Yeah. And you you guys were doing it on your own up until you released Circles. You were. Mm -hmm. And we, we had just gotten a manager. Yeah. So, I mean, label wise, absolutely. Right. And so basically like you had a manager, but you were doing all your own stuff. And was it just basically like uh, Ford was saying you guys did the, uh, you were doing like a hundred dates a year. Was that how you were getting the band out there or were you getting like? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's been pretty grassroots. Um, like almost the entire time. I mean, like we, you know, haven't really done much like radio. We didn't have a PR person until two months ago. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's been a, I mean, it's been, it's been good. I mean, like that's kind of the, you know, I, I think we're, we're definitely a country band, but we've had a pretty punk rock ethos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's interesting because it really does the, uh, even, even get, even your record in, a, uh, under the major label umbrella still has that ethos because of what's happening around you on the other major labels and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. So, uh, all right. So you guys met in high school or some of you met before that. Right. It's, it's kind of a, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure Ford and Willard went to preschool together all the way to, I went to kindergarten through high school with Willard and, uh, ninth grade through college with Barton. And I mean, we've all just kind of known each other growing up, you know, Nashville's a huge, town it's blowing up and all that but it's really a pretty small town to to us folks that that grew up there right so so uh like what is the dynamic like i mean is it because it seems very brotherly very much so (laughs) yeah so does it yeah i mean when the okay so the pendulum does swing the other way does it ever get physical because you guys (laughs) <laughs> no there's been maybe a couple of drunken nights where we've like you know jokingly wrestled each other in the grass but nothing like fist fights or anything like that yeah but what a beautiful thing to be able to keep that and even the same band together for so long and to have it's almost like uh well it's like you two or something you know what i mean like if you got you know and i i saw the thing on people magazine you guys recently congratulations you got to play the uh the Grand Ole Opry. Oh yeah. Thank, thank you. you. 
I went and saw that People article with it, and I saw, you know, all the photos of all of you guys with your wives and fiancés, and, like, it was a very, and your families were able to make it. And obviously, uh, a show you'll never forget, like, it's something you guys have obviously been trying to stand around that microphone in that configuration since you were kids. Yeah, honestly, like, it was so lofty of an idea for us that we never even, like, dreamed of doing that. Uh, until very recently, I guess. Um, so that was like just kind of crazy full circle moment, you know, with all our friends and family being there, like, you know, the people that supported us from day one back when we were, you know, too afraid to sing in, in front of anyone, like they were the only people we could sing in front of and having them in the audience was pretty crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's but, also like standing on that stage. Isn't that like the place where you stand on stage? Isn't that, isn't there like a piece of the original or something there? Yeah. They they, out yeah. The, the circle of the Ryman stage, yeah. uh, and they moved it out to, uh, kind of outside of downtown just so like you could be in like the same circle that Hank Williams stood in. Correct. You know? so, so that's this, that's the circle you guys are standing in. Yeah. 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 We almost all didn't fit, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like one one toe in the circle, but still count. Yeah, but what an exciting thing, man! You're getting to go out and do shows with people like uh, like uh, Hank Williams Jr. and stuff like that. Like, I mean, this is amazing, right? Yeah, one of my first concerts that I ever went to was a Hank Williams Jr. show with uh, my buddy in high school. Um, he was a huge country music fan. And back then I like, wasn't really into it at all. And that was an eye opening show for me because that was the rowdiest crowd. Like I've ever been in, in a part of, right. uh, some dude just looked over at me and was like, hell yeah. And headbutted <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but pretty crazy. Like if I could tell him, you know, we're opening for Hank Williams jr. He'd be pretty, he'd be pretty amazed. I think he probably might be the same thing. Probably scream in your face. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as, as far as like the writing dudes, I'm sorry, it's, it's difficult to, to talk to this is, this show is like usually a deep dive with one person, but I'm really glad all five of you are here, but I'm trying to figure out how to juggle this conversation and how to go through it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, one question I do have is that there's, there's songwriting, like as far as uh, I read that uh, What Keeps Me Going is a song that you, Barton, wrote with a couple of outside writer guys. Uh, William and I. William yeah. and you did. Wrote. Okay, sorry, William. No, that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, we yeah, wrote um, this dude named Pat McLaughlin. Okay. Uh, who's kind of a legend. William, you know the Pat story a little bit more than I do. Um, yeah, well, I just, I had known who, a lot, I guess, there are a lot of people that aren't aware of Pat McLaughlin, but they've definitely heard songs that he's been a part of. Um, he was a collaborator um, with John Prine and wow. a, a bunch of, but he's been a Nashville guy forever. I, my dad bartended in college and he would play the bar. So my dad was like, Oh, Pat McLaughlin, he's a real Nashville cat. You know, that's the real deal. And then yeah, one yeah. day Barton and I are writing with him Um and I'm a big fan of his record. So it was really cool to go out. And we're, we still write with him a bunch. He's one of our favorite um, collaborators. So, so uh, as far as the rest of the writing, though, as a group, how does that go? Like, how, does, how is the writing handled? 
it's pretty much so Bart and I do uh, most of the most all of the writing. Okay. Um, and but what we, you know, in Nashville, the writing scene in Nashville, it's so demo oriented where somebody will take whatever you wrote that day and work up a full full blown demo drums, bass, you know, mm-hmm. even higher players on it. Sure. We've kind of avoided that aspect of the industry because we have a band and it's the same guys and you know what Sam Will and Ford do it um that's unique to them and to Boy Named Banjo. So we try to bring like iPhone work tapes, guitar vocal, guitar banjo vocal to the band and kind of let everyone put their their fingerprint on the song. Um so instead of going in and going, this is the part you're playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. sometimes there's a hook or something that we want to keep, uh, but but usually everyone's bringing their own thing to the table. That's pretty awesome, man. And that's a great way to have that. That'll keep a band together. Yeah. I mean, well, seriously, I mean, it, like... It keeps the song songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that sort of model, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the 80s band, The Go-Go's, but there was a yeah. docu- documentary about them and I've had them on the show, and and the ba- the thing is, there they, there's a cancer in their band that keeps on popping up, and it's it's publishing, and like mm-hmm. one guy's getting rich, and the other guy's like going back, moving into his mom's house, and that's just weird. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So no, we're a we're a partnership, so it's it's very healthy in that way. We uh, yeah, we're all equal partners. So. And that's how, sorry, like I'm 54 years old and I know like alternative rock music the best, but like that's how bands like U2 and like REM, like if you, if you wonder why they stayed together, not only are they friends, but you look at how their business is set up and no one's getting any more than anybody else in some way, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it it kind of like, you're like, oh, that really does keep people together. Um, I did want to ask because there's such a different sort of, uh, world now where, uh, the way that things are measured are through are through at the you know how many plays you have on even like a TikTok video or something like that. But um, I was wondering, like, you, one of your songs from Circles has over seven million plays on just Spotify alone. So, is there like does that do you get some kind of marker at some point? At like, like does your label give you a like? Do you get a, something framed mm-hmm. <laughs> like? <laughs> I don't know what the marker is for that. I know there's like gold and platinum. Or do you know? I think you get a good job. Now where's the next one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're really proud of that song in in the sense that that's that's all organic streams. That's no editorial playlisting. Um, So that's just people being a fan of the song and word of mouth. Um, I mean, because now you look at some artists they release a song and it makes a huge playlist and they're getting 7 million streams in a few, few days. Uh, but to think that that's just people saying, Hey, check this song out. Or I, I've listened to it 10 times this week is, is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we're pretty proud of that one. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's something that I feel has been kind of lost in like the world of like publicists that has like risen over the last 15 years. Cause that's the last sort of like job you can have in this business where someone pays you up front and you don't have to deliver. No offense against any publicist, but that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally the yeah. model. Like, hey, sorry, I couldn't get yeah. you anything except this dude's weird podcast in Austin. But um, uh, 
but you know what I mean? Like, like that word of mouthing and like going and playing live is still literally the way that people like, if you read about it on a, just a, a paid Facebook ad, isn't half as heavy as your friend going like, have you heard boy named banjo? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Want to come with and me other, Friday and see uh, him? Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, you're good. It's, it's hard with six people. Um, you're doing a great job though. Um, another so. cool thing about that song in particular feel for you is that we recorded that back in like 2018, just by ourselves in a garage. And that was before, you know, labels or managers or anything. So to have that song kind of t- be the one to take off is, is a blessing. Um, yeah. But also like we're, we're still kind of chasing that too. So we're trying to put out new music that does just as well, but yeah, it's interesting for sure. Well, it's interesting the growth too, that you guys have had, like, uh, is it the song whiskey dreams that has like the whole, like rocking out ending? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. That, that that was a that's another fun one. We wrote that one with Angelo Petraglia, who uh, wrote a lot with Kings of Leon. Oh so yeah, kind of has the kind of has that rock and vibe. And then now in our live set, Sam, we like to get Sam going on a big drum solo at the end. Yeah, so, baby. Yeah. Crowd pleaser for sure. There's a I'm song. Shy. Is it the song? The song circles kind of kind of has that that kings of leon vibe it, yeah. it has it has the it, it people say it reminds them of the sex on fire okay kings of leon. Good. you guys don't get mad about that right because i wanted to say it and i was try, thinking <laughs> i actually was like in the bathroom a little while ago thinking like how can i say this without like because i like kings of leon i like that song but i know how it feels when someone's like you know hey man no, you sound yeah. just like that radio yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That that riff that riff is like, I guess, Sex on Fire is like the it's the opposite uh, note. Like from low to high or high to low, you know. Sure. Um, but we, but no, when we wrote it, we just, um, I guess, afterwards, someone pointed that out, and we we're like, hell yeah, we love Kings of Leon. We used to say we were like kind of trying to be like Kings of Leon on a tractor, <laughs> but um, but now our sound is just. So I feel like Circles kind of had that, like that EP kind of had that vibe. And now this new record's just kind of, we're trying to show what, what we do in a live set. You know, we used to be a string band. We played so many frat parties and private parties where people talk over you that we had to amplify louder and louder and louder. And so whatever we are now is just kind of an accumulation of gigging through the years and either whether it's a small bar or a festival or a, around a campfire and, that's what the the record is trying to to do is to show everyone what we do, the yeah. whole spectrum. Do you think about the rooms you're going to be playing, like when you when you're recording? Uh, not I th- not mm-hmm. not entirely. I mean, some and before we play a live set, we'll think about. But recording wise, we record whatever we think is cool. Um, but we definitely try to keep in mind, you know, the different dynamics that we have and you know, that Willard can put down his electric guitar and pick up a dobro or a mandolin. Right. And just, we're always trying to serve the song first. Um, and then make sure that we cover all, cover all of our bases too. As yeah. one banjo. Because it would be tough doing like a, a, a bigger, uh, space with somebody like Hank Williams Jr. And old, old Crow Medicine show. And that who it is on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, to, to like get as small as you can get in that environment. Right. You know what I mean? You know what's funny is uh, for those two or three shows in particular, they asked us to do acoustic. So we will be. <laughs> Thanks, <home>. guys. <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah, so we're interesting. Well, you know. Like the old bluegrass way of gathering around a single mic. Did you guys, you know? do you, do you, I mean, there's busking in your past, right? Where you stood on the street corner and did that? We did that a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't it, in, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to remember all this stuff from memory. Uh, for, in front of like a legendary, like, are there spots in, like, do you have to go to the city and be like, hey, I'm going to busk from uh, two to four here. Is that cool? Not, not really. Yeah. I mean, not then. Maybe, maybe there, there is now. But back then it was just, go down there and i mean it wasn't nearly as crowded and all that stuff but the only thing we had was uh there's this magician that <laughs> showed up that did not like that we were in his spot so it's kind of every man for himself but um you don't mess with the magician man all the yeah, magic man. and stuff yeah so we we got out of there after that <laughs> uh Maybe he put a curse on us and we didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Make you disappear. <laughs> Make you all disappear. It's funny, man. You know what they did here in Austin with that was that like they they did that thing where you sort of book a, a corner, certain actual corners, but then they'd also mm-hmm. subsidize. So you get like a hundred bucks from the city plus whatever you busk for. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. dang. <laughs> yeah. It probably was a lot more back then. Yeah, What's, <laughs> I don't know why we're booking clubs and we can just be doing that. <laughs> Each guy gets a corner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I th- I think that ended after the it happened like a couple years before the pandemic. I think that was one of those things that people were like, "Hey, this is kind of weird." Sort of like they're making money from people walking by anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, the only time <laughs> I went there, sorry, I'm, I'll stop talking about this. I saw a guy with like a wolf mask with like wolf gloves and wolf feet playing violin. And he was very good. But I thought like his angle was real weird. I was like, that's just an odd, you know, why be a wolf? Why not be something people want to give money to? Anyway, so. uh, And the city's paying the wolf man. (laughs) Yeah. So are you guys, are you guys really still in a van? We are. Yeah. We're not, we're I was only back on the label still in the van. <laughs> I had that. I was on I was on a subsidiary of Electra and I was in a van still. But the buses oh, yeah. are fucking expensive, man. I mean there's people that aren't touring just simply because of how much the bus and gas and thing is. Oh yeah. I mean we're believe it or not, we uh and you know, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. We're in we're in one hotel room. 90, 98% of the time we, uh, we have blow up air mattresses and we, we make it work. Um, <laughs> kind of been our, I, that's the benefit I guess of growing up together is, um, you know, no one, no one can put their foot down and go, I'm not doing that. Well, I need my own room. It's like, Hey, we're going to make, if you know, to make these shows work, we have to, we have to grind it out. And, yeah. uh, what we've always done. That's the other thing is to put like that. That's what makes a band a band, like people that can put their own personal comforts aside for the bigger effort, you know, the bigger thing. We're all doing it for this, the music. 
And the music, man, I got to be honest, the music really reflects it. Like it, your music is just really, really, really good. And hearing the growth in it is is really exciting. And to me, you're not like you're not really a country band. You're like an Americana band. That's like based in whatever. But also there's rock and roll in there. And, you know. Yeah. And it's almost I like like an indie rock blue uh, like an indie rock bluegrass band or something. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, and we've never been super concerned with 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 genre labeling. So, I think country is just kind of this broader envelope that we can that encompasses all of our different sounds. because uh, we do have that bluegrass and folk rock and uh alternative country and then a little bit of mainstream country in there too from time to time. So, I think that's been like kind of a, a growing pain the past couple of years is, you know, there'll be people that will watch what we're doing or listen to what we're doing. They're like, that's not country. And we're like, at first we're like, Oh shit, what do we do? And then now we're like, oh, who cares that, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's boring, Joe. that's what you signed up for. And that's what you're going to get. So, yeah. Uh, where, where was your showcase? Was it at third and Lindsley? Lindsay? Whatever that place is. We, um, our original showcase for the label was at this, uh, bar called corner pub. Okay. On 51st Avenue in Nashville. And it, it was kind of, um, we were just kind of sending out to our fans last second. Hey, we're doing a pop-up show. And, um, it, it had a kind of a stage, but not, not really. I mean, it was, it was kind of us just taking over a bar and we did it two or three times and had some label folks come out and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was very, very rowdy. We we were very thankful that our fans came out, and I think that's kind of why they they made a move to sign us was just seeing that that following there and that live whatever we're doing live. I think is what they really liked, and um, and that you know I don't think they signed us thinking these guys are the next you know Kenny Chesney or Jason Aldean that they we're lucky to be with the label that signed us going, you know, we just like what these guys are doing. And we, we believe that they are country. Uh, and I mean, we're playing with old crow and Hank jr. I mean, I feel like that's two different forms of country music right there. Yeah. Um, and we kind of bridge that gap. So yeah, I guess that's where we sit, but yeah, like, like they're saying, we're not really worried as much about genre. Just what we'd say to someone is come see us live and see for yourself. And, uh, if we were, if we were very worried about that, we wouldn't have a lot of the songs on the record that are on there. We would have to do a lot of gatekeeping of our own sound. Right. Um, you guys obviously spend a lot of time like doing bars and stuff in, in, in the van and traveling. What are like, are you planning on going back and like going to those places? Are you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're playing bigger venues now, uh, opening for these acts, but are you going to go back and do Boy Named Banjo? Oh, yeah. We're oh, uh, we're planning a fall headline tour currently. Oh, fantastic. Um, that's going to be, I don't know, for 25 to 30 shows? Is that what it is? I think 30 shows. Um, doing some in the West Coast and then uh, going through Texas, Northeast, Southeast. You know if you're coming to uh, Austin? I do. Um, I, uh, I don't know the, the date off the top of my head. Um, but you'll be coming here. Three standing in? 
What? No, no, I don't think we're playing 310 again. We're, we're playing at Anton's. Oh, awesome. Oh, no. Yeah. That's where you guys so, you play, played 310. Second week of October? Third week of October? Yeah. Something like that? I guess depending on when this podcast airs, this might be the tour announced. <laughs> uh, well, that's all right, man. Just a special gift for the Johnny, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, uh, I really want to go. So you guys played 310. I'm playing 310 on Friday. I oh, love cool. that. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fun. We we had a great show there. Yeah. It's funny because it's, it's all new and clean and like nice and fancy and pretty pricey. But like people love yeah. to go there. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like a, it's like a very clean dive bar. Like I, yeah. I feel like I could see it. Like if it was, if they built the room, right? I guess is what I'm trying to say. And like the green room, it all feels like one of those clubs you walk in that, you know, if the walls could talk kind of a place. Um, yeah. I want it there. But it can open it to the outside too. Yeah. Um, they have that garage door that opens and it's kind of like an indoor and outdoor venue in that way. Totally. Uh, yeah. If the weather's nice. That's right. If so. the weather's nice. Um, well, that's great that you guys are also going to do that. Cause I, I'm man, I'm, I would love to go see you guys. Like, I really like, this has been an exciting thing, like getting into your band and like finding a new band that you're like, Hey, being able to tell people about, you know? Hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. It doesn't really make sense until you come see it live, I think. Well, I saw I, I saw is, some but... video stuff, but I do want to see it live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a regular rock and roll show. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so do you guys have more singles coming out after this What Keeps Me Going one? We definitely should. Yeah. <clears throat> Barton, we should know. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're sitting on like, you know, 20 songs probably uh, wow. for the next release. And we're kind of trickling out slowly but surely uh, with a larger release plan, maybe for the fall or early 2024. But definitely have some new music dropping here soon. Do you guys so, do vinyl or anything like that? We do. We did our first vinyl for the Circle DP. Oh, cool. Great. Is, yeah. is that is that an EP or an LP? Because it it's long. What is it like? Eight or nine songs? Um, I think from a, a, a legal and contractual standpoint, it's an EP. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's long. It's just uh, um, about as long as an EP can get, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, on 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 the the vinyl edition of Circles, um, I don't know if you have it on vinyl, but there's a um, uh, ended intro on the uh, uh, track Circles that uh, is vinyl only, which is oh, pretty nice. cool. I think. Yeah, we we never really like told anyone that either. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually news to me. I forgot about that. Yeah, Breaking news two years later. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, all right. So, uh, one of you guys just had a baby. Was that William? Congratulations, that was, man. That was, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, this is, I guess tomorrow we leave for some shows with Larry fleet. So that'll uh -huh. be the first, the first real out of town thing since, uh, since he was born, he was born 22 days ago. Oh, wow. Oh, so, so you're yeah. not, of course you're up early cause you're not just not sleeping ever. Right. I'm up. I'm, I go to bed late. I'm up early. I'm, <laughs> I'm up at all times. <laughs> but like, like, hey, touring, touring's good training for that. I, I will say. Yeah. 
I was in a band for a really long time, one of, one of my best friends, but he had twins. And I remember like we got this gig in Cabo and we go down to Cabo and he's like, like I'm calling him and like, I'm like, hey man, like we had a couple of days off on either side of the gig. And I'm like, hey man, there's a bar in the pool. And I'm like down here living the dream. What are you doing? And he's like, I'm just watching Game of Thrones. And I'm like, you're in Cabo. And he's like, dude, you don't like, no one's yelling at me. No one's crying. No one's screaming. And there's like air conditioning and it's nice. And I'm watching people kill each other on television. This is all I want. It's like such a, like touring might be a vacation for you. No, I, I think so. I'm, you know, I think that's going to be uh, ring a little true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's awesome. So it's like one big, do you guys do stuff like on a regular basis together, like as with your families and everything? Is that a thing? Um, we have, I mean, when we tour a ton, we kind of take our time off the road. Um, I guess somewhat separately, but like sure. Sam and Ford caught a metal show earlier this week. I, I would have been at the past two metal shows if I wasn't, um, you know, learning to be a dad and stuff. So, I mean, we do stuff together off the road. I, I Barton and I went fishing earlier. Uh, I don't know. I lost track of time, but probably a few days ago. <laughs> so yeah, nice. we definitely hang. There's some fishing in this. What keeps me going song. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that I, you? That's a big part of what, uh, you know, of my life. I think, uh, it keeps you going. Yeah. It's what keeps me going. Yeah. It's like, when I get home from tour and, um, you know, we have a lot of stress in the music industry and stuff. It's just, I'll just take off and I do it probably three days a week. If I'm, if we're not touring, not more. What do the rest so. of you guys do to unplug? Oh man. Uh, I like getting out on my bike. Uh, I've been doing that more recently with the weather being nice. Yeah. Uh, I just like spending time outside really. Even if it's just like a, you know, a nice day, just sitting out by my garden and watching the pond, nice watching the fish, uh, anything <laughs> outdoors, really. I love hiking, yeah. going on walks. Will, I don't think you've said anything this whole time. <laughs> I've said a few things. <laughs> I don't know. When I'm off the road, I like to... Uh, I don't know. I do handyman work when we're here and, um, that takes my mind off things or at least puts it, uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Just hanging out with my dog and the same, just being outside. Yeah. Getting the fresh air, not feeling, uh, the claustrophobia that is the van sometimes. <laughs> I know, man, boy, that's, yeah, that's just that, that, well, I guess now also with the advent of like, I started touring in a van like in 1989, like where you'd have to stop at a gas station to ask like, so I think we might've taken a wrong turn back there at the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind oh, of thing. I mean, yeah, it's really yeah. weird. Now when I go and do stuff, I'm like, man, everyone had to listen to the same album. I mean, some people brought Discman on the road, but you had like a CD player in the van and whoever was driving got to choose it. And God forbid it was like the Pat Metheny fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we play uh, Nintendo Switch in the van kind of just continuously all day. It kind of just never stops. That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah, it's been good. It's, it's almost like become like a compulsion though. I mean, like, it's, it's like, 
we've been playing Super Smash Brothers every day for like three years. Uh, I don't even know if it's fun anymore. Yeah, the driver DJs and the, the rest of us just battle it out. And yeah, we're all in cruise control. And we'll it's definitely a good way to blow off some steam. Yeah. Yeah. Is I don't it, know, man. I feel the opposite. It gets me worked up. Oh, really? <laughs> you get pumped? Yeah. I just get so competitive and like just pissed off because I'm not very good. Yeah. I just lose over and over and just drives me insane. It's yeah, funny. I'll agree there. I've had to I take a that. smash hiatus. So. It's funny you guys talking about this. Like I remember uh, when I was, I, I was married for like 10 years a long time ago, but, and a lot of people were like, was it because you were gone so long? And I was like, no, no, no. It was because I stopped touring for like a year <laughs> and it, she, she was like oh dude no 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 this is terrible but i remember things like that like like coming home and being like man i'm so exhausted well how was it like driving around in your van in a van with your friends playing video games all day and then showing up at a place where everybody loves you and doing your favorite thing to do with your friends and then going to a party afterwards like <laughs> like sorry yeah. about your tough life out there <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's definitely fun. Well, when you put it that way, it, that, but that's that's like I mean, it, it we know we know what's actually happening, but like you know, right? Yeah, right. It well on paper, exactly. it looks like a blast. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, nearly as glamorous as people make it out to be most of the time. No, you know? do you guys travel with like a tour manager, a sound person, or merch person, or something like that? Or are you guys just like the five of you guys? Just, just us five. Wow. Yes, we are them. We are them. <laughs> That's amazing. Does, who handles what, like, in the microcosm of, like, on, like, somebody has to be handling, like, social media. Someone has to handle getting paid at the end of the night. Someone has to handle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, William. Well, yeah, I, I, would, I do, like, uh, travel logistics. Okay. Like, hotels. You know, where are we going to stop to eat? Uh, for the most part, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, like Willard said, he does a lot of handyman stuff. So, you know, we blow a tire. Right. You know, Willard kind of leads the charge on stuff like that, fixing trailer lights. Um, Barton and Ford do social media. Um, Sam is a curator of vibes and um, our drink master. <laughs> yeah, um, baby. And I, am I missing? I, I, I might be missing something. Um, merch. Willard merch is a lot of Willard does a lot of the merch stuff right. as well. Yeah. So we all kind of have our role. Um, I should probably get a more important one. Not Sam, man, yours is dude, the most important. Sam, they all seem very happy that you have that job. I would just stick with it, bro, because that's the best one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm supposed to ask Sam what kind of liquor you guys want. <laughs> and then you just have to, you have to answer. I'm the That's doctor. the most ridiculous part of my day every day. It's amazing. And then Sam is never the one to make the decision, which is the funny part. He's always well, it's always like this super serious person, like barges in the room and they're like, is Sam here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? <laughs> every <laughs> single day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. So Sam's a guy to look for after the show. Guys, if you go see a boy named Banjo, look for Sam. He'll be curating a vibe somewhere. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> so wait, which one of you guys went to the metal show? What? Uh, it was me and Sam. Yeah. What, what? Who was it? Was it just some bands? Uh, Converge. Yeah, yeah, Converge. Sam's rocking the shirt. It oh, was nice. a Converge, Brutus, and Frail Body. Um, Those are new metal bands? No, Converge has been around since like 97. Okay. Uh, uh, new metal. Oh, oh, never mind. I yeah. thought you were asking if it was new metal. No, no, no. Not like NU, but N-E-W. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, they're kind of like a... Um, <clears throat> I don't know. They're 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 like a, a a metalcore band that gets like a lot of like NPR and Pitchfork love. So they're wow. like a critically acclaimed, very heavy band. Band. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was it was, uh, it was a fun show. I've in my adult as as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into metal. It's very weird. It's really cool. Yeah, I think for me, it's like like the furthest thing from what we do. And so, like, I'm not looking at it thinking, like, what can I take away from this that I'll add into our set? It's just like, it's like (laughs) one of the few genres of music I can just sit back and enjoy. (laughs) Like a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not picking it apart. It's just like rolling over you like a regular person. (laughs) Right, I'm not yeah. thinking like, oh, who's their uh, who's their agent? Like, I wonder, I wonder, like, <laughs> like, man, like, what's their their walkout potential in this gig? I'm just like, I'm just here having fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I feel like that with jazz because I don't understand it, and as it's going by, I'm like, oh, this is how regular people feel when they're listening to music. Like, it's magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that 100. Yeah. Um. What 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 do you other guys listen to? Like that oh, might man. surprise people. Um, well, I guess if, if if I were to continue on, like what I'm listening to right now, um, I found this metal band. I think through like KEXP or something like a session, but they're called Pigs, 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 <laughs> and it's kind of thrash metal, and it's freaking awesome. I've been going on runs to it and stuff. But everything from that to like the new Milk Carton Kids album to mm-hmm. um, Rustin Kelly's new album, um, so I, I'm all over the place musically. Uh, I think a lot of a lot yeah. everyone else is too. Yeah, I've been wearing out that Rustin Kelly record recently too. Um, and one one band that we kind of discovered on tour late at night after a show, oh, yeah. like shuffling through you know Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, was this band called Bellwether. I think they're from like Minneapolis. They're kind of this alt country band, but man, I did a deep dive on them and yeah. I've been listening, you know, November, just like kind of nonstop. There's such a vibe and like, they've come to be one of my favorite bands. I don't think they're together anymore. Might have been 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. They're awesome. Wow. Uh, they're hard to find too online, by the way. It's, uh, how do you spell it? B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R. Bellwether. Bellwether. And yeah. their album, Home Late, is my favorite one. It's got okay. a blue cover. I'll check it out. Oh, there. I like the singing nettles. Yeah. That's a good one, too. The one for the flower one. Yeah. Their acoustic guitar, however they recorded their acoustic guitars, it's like, it's so awesome. I don't know. Like, they must. I think they had a love for vintage acoustics because it's it's really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
anyway, I'd say, I think in the similar vein, uh, Ryan Saab and the Dead Mall is kind of my like band I've been championing recently. They're a local Nashville band, and I just think they're incredible. And yeah. they opened for us. I went and saw them uh, last week. Um, yeah, they, they they need more love. I'm I'm using this platform to to spread their uh, spread their name. Spread the name. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Do you guys know this guy Damian yeah, like, Horn that lives there? I definitely have heard uh-uh. that name before, like a hundred percent. But I couldn't. He's a songwriter. I would have to check him. I just met him on this gig like a couple months ago in uh, Scottsdale, and he ended up coming on the show. But he's a really cool guy. Do you guys know Billy Harvey who lives there? Uh, I'm not familiar with Billy Harvey. Uh, he's a cool dude. There's so many different little scenes there, aren't there? It's like Austin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of people that like played the club the night before you, but you guys never met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And all the best of the best, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I'll go to a bluegrass jam on a Wednesday night down the street, and there's pickers there that can just blow me out of the water, you know? <laughs> and they're, like, not even in a band. Yeah. It's just crazy. What do you guys think Have about... You go- oh, what do you guys think about AI music? I just... running scared, scared of it. <laughs> yeah, I just sent them an article. I saw, like... I think Universal Music just like signed a deal with AI for like a soundscape genre. Um, it, I hadn't thought of, as a songwriter, I hadn't thought about it. And then I guess last week I was just sitting around and I was like, I'm going to mess with this just to see. And I typed in like a song title, like write a song called this in a, in a style of Blaze Foley. And then it just will write a, it writes a song in like 20 seconds. And then I looked down, I'm like, it's actually not bad. And it's pretty scary <laughs> stuff, man. What I would say to that is like, Hey, if it can be better than, than human emotion and human writing, then, um, I guess so be it. But I think that there'll always be, you know, that an artist will always be an artist and AI will always be AI in some ways. But I think luckily, I think luckily like folk and Americana is probably the hardest to replicate as far as like rawness goes of most genres. Like you can program a metal song in 10 minutes or not, not to like poo poo on any of these genres. Cause I love them, but like, it seems like it's easier to program like a pop groove or a metal groove than it is to like capture the rawness of, somebody just singing with an acoustic guitar. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully AI doesn't take our job anytime soon, but we'll no, see. It's, it's interesting. Cause you know, this, this writer strike with the people on TV, like one of the things that, that they're fighting for is to have uh, at least one human writing on something because now the AI could just write sitcoms out its ass, you know, all day get get people oh, wow. work. yeah that's like one of the one of the mm. one of the things that they're fighting for it is interesting like i saw uh, this this artist grimes you know her mm-hmm. she she and her manager have decided to uh dude is that peaches like the artist uh no it's a, a record store in new, uh, oh. new orleans yeah yeah okay so yeah, i do love peaches though me too she's amazing <laughs> they're amazing I, I don't quite sure where she stands on everything um 
the the artist Grimes and her manager are are giving uh, their fans like clean acapella vocals to do uh, gr- make uh, Grimes songs uh, with AI, but then they submit it to this website, and if it meets approval, then she puts <clears throat> it on this special. Uh, she's doing like a special uh, Spotify account or Apple Music account. And then you just split the publishing with her, which is pretty smart. Wow. Yeah. Like that is really smart. Yeah. Cause it's, it's going to be a tough thing to fight. Like as it goes, cause uh, did you hear those Beatles songs? No, I have not. I have not. They're pretty, they're, they replicate Beatles songs? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. Oh no. There was a Drake AI song right. uh, where like the AI, like, synthesized Drake's voice and the beat and wrote all the lyrics. And like, I'll be honest, it was the best sounding Drake song I'd heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bummer, right? (laughs) I know, man. It's it's a bummer. Also like, uh, William, it is so odd that it was blaze Foley. Like that's an extremely specific random, Right. Artists that the AI, if the AI is already hip to uh, to Blaze, then God is coming after all right. of us. Right. I mean, you have to think it's got act if it has access to the internet and it, and there's anyone that's written his lyrics down. However many songs they put down, they can just analyze them, and it, it was pretty mind blowing because it was like talking about rusty strings on a, you know, and 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 smoky bars, and I was just like, this is too. Uh, too wild here so yeah i have a friend that's a pop artist and she produces her own stuff and she's really excited about having ai to do things like comping her vocals and cleaning up things and auto-tuning and shit like that but yeah i'm, I'm yeah. not excited oh, for about like it. tedious stuff like that yeah yeah it, it's definitely a can of worms like I, I don't really think i understand the capabilities that it has you know i, I hadn't thought about that either um so, well, I guess we'll see here soon. It sounds like. Well, I, I mean, guess- it can't be like, imperfect, though, right? I can't like intentionally mess like or have a little string buzz on a guitar, or you know, kind why of not? be a little flat. Yeah, yeah why unless not? you tell it, you <laughs> tell it to be imperfect. I guess it can be. Like if they, that's if not it's not just from AI, though. It's like that's what I'm holding on hope for. The, at least in, is the, like, in the quantization things on some programs on Pro Tools, I have seen humanize as an option, no which kind of oh, gives wow. it a little breath in between the kick and the snare, like a human. Yeah. Yeah. And like human a wing and stuff like that. <laughs> Very well, yeah, man. Well, on that note, <laughs> we're all screwed. Skynet is live. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. We're all going down. I know like nobody, wa- <laughs> nobody in that industry watched the Terminator at Terminator two and took it seriously. That's what happened. That's right. no, 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 no. Um guys, it's been a real honor getting to talk to you. Uh this is a crazy conversation, but it's really nice talking to you guys and getting to know you a little bit. Um I'm really excited. I hope I get to see you. Uh everyone can find you guys at boynamedbanjo.com. Your your show dates are there, music, everything you need to know about the band is all there in one place. Links to socials and whatnot. But uh Man, this is uh, your your album circles or EP, whatever it is legally, is fantastic. All these singles are fucking great. I can't he- wait to hear what comes next. Oh man, thank you so much, Johnny. Yeah, man. We've had a good time. Thank you. Is there yeah. is there anything you yeah. want to you guys want to leave the people? 
come, come see us. Um, I think uh, it'll be a good way to wrap your head around what Boy Named Banjo is. And uh, if you come came from this podcast, come say hello. Yeah, please do. And tell us. Yeah. yeah. It'll be really cool. Yeah, and tell them you're scared of AI as well. Let's get rid of this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll continue the AI conversation then. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys have a great, great, uh, great run of shows this weekend. This show will be out in a few weeks. I'll let you. I'll let your people know when. But really nice meeting you, and uh, hopefully I'll get to meet you when you come down to Austin. Yeah, yeah. Show. Good. All right, man. Thank you so much, Johnny. See you guys. Here it is. That was Boy Named Banjo. Check out all of their music, including their latest single, What Keeps Me Going, wherever it is you stream and download music. You can find them at boynamedbanjo.com. Great having those guys on. That was great, man. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you get out there and check them out and they get some new fans from this show. All right? Boy Named Banjo, baby. When you're out there checking out boynamedbanjo.com, don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, you know, all of them. All of them, new shows every Tuesday and every Friday, sometimes three shows a week. You never know what's going to happen on How Did I Get Here, right? All right, let's hear the rest of this song, What Keeps Me Going, by Boy Named Banjo, Nashville-based band. Great talking to those dudes. Uh, get out there and find them at boynamedbanjo.com, and you have yourself a great week. Let's get down. That's what keeps me going At the end of the day, we can sit by the lake Drink a bottle of wine Saying it all, saying nothing at all While the sun sinks under the line Stars are all exploding The moon's already golden And that's what keeps me going That's what Okay.